Hello Pablo and welcome to the Three Way Quizzo Pub Quiz Podcast. A piss poor approximation of a proper British pub quiz. Hello Pablo, hello everybody else. Welcome to the Three Way Quizzo Podcast for the week of Sunday, June 24th, 2012. Hello everybody, how are you doing? Good evening, good day, good afternoon. And good riddance to that bit. Hello, welcome to this podcast. This is going to be a Philadelphia-style British pub quiz. Um, if you haven't played before, don't worry. It's relatively simple. And, in fact, I will go through the rules starting now. This is going to be a general knowledge trivia game. If you're playing against somebody else, it is a written quiz, right? So we'll do round one. I'll ask the questions. And then I'll reveal the answers. Then we'll do round two. I'll ask the questions. And then reveal the answers. And then... For round three, the same. So don't shout answers out if you are playing against somebody else. Um, if you shout out the correct answer, you're really only helping your opponent. Like I said, there's going to be three rounds of questions. Now, on one of those three rounds, you get to use a joker. A joker is like a blind double. You get to use it, like I said, on one of your three rounds, and it makes all of the regular points that you got right double in value. So if you get six right and you joker, that turns into 12 points. If you get eight right and you joker, that turns into 16 points. If you get all 10 right and you joker, voila, you've got 20 points. Now, a couple very important things about this joker that you should keep in mind. Like, for instance, you only get to use it on one of your three rounds. Also, you do have to choose to use the joker before you hear any of the answers to the round. As I said previously, it's a blind double. And most importantly, only your 10 regular points can double on the joker, all right? Bonus points or extra credit points, they never double on a joker. Only your 10 regular questions double on that joker. Um, to get a bonus point or an extra credit point, you do have to get the underlying original question correct. So, like, if I ask a bonus to question number one, and you get the bonus right, but you get question one wrong, that's not worth any points. You do have to get the original question to have a shot at that bonus point. Spelling isn't all that important. I will spell things if I think that would help, but you guys don't have to, unless I say otherwise, like specifically spell this word correctly, it doesn't really matter. You can spell things. Just try and get it close, okay? What else? Um, also, same thing goes for full names. I really don't need a full name unless I say otherwise, so feel free to give me just the correct first name or just the correct last name. Both of those are good for the point, unless I say otherwise. Of course, there is something called the Brady Rule, I feel free to invoke this when necessary. If it was, say, a question about one of the kids from the Brady Bunch, don't just write down Brady, you know, that's really shitty. And I don't think that kind of behavior should be rewarded. There is no cheating. That means no books, no magazines, no newspapers, no computers, no encyclopedias, no nooks, no Kindles, no Kindle fires. Where's the fun in that? I mean, really. Next rule. I am human. We are all human. We are a wonderful but flawed species. That means we all make mistakes, and you shouldn't trust any one person as your ultimate authority. In other words, if you think that I fucked something up, feel free to overrule me. Like, if you think that I gave an incorrect answer or didn't give an acceptable correct answer, feel free to adjudicate that matter among yourselves. The only thing that I ask of you is that you please, please, please make me feel shitty about being a mere mortal, all right? Um, send me an email, threewayquizzo at gmail.com, and let me know that you are smarter than I am, and help make the show better. I'll insert a correction. It hasn't happened yet, but maybe that's just because no one has emailed me. 
Again, the email address is threewayquizzo at gmail.com. That's the numeral three, W-A-Y-Q-U-I-Z-Z-O at gmail.com. And finally, our most important rule, we've got it pretty good. So I'm not saying that you have to turn into a liberal and feel all guilty, but let's appreciate the fact that we have at least each other. Uh, wow. So here's to you guys, and here is to amazing technology. And good luck. Uh, chin chin, prost, slencha, lachaim, whatever it is that you say, please say it with me. Cheers. Here's to you. And let's begin our game. All right, round number one, question number one. Round one, question one. There is a mechanical fastener. That's like something that you would get at a hardware store. A mechanical fastener, whose name is also a slang term that means a political extremist, and often with religious and conservative overtones. This word is a compound word. What is it? So what compound word is the name of a mechanical fastener that also happens to be a slang term for a political extremist, often one with religious and conservative overtones? Question number two. Question number two. In the 1990s, there was a huge police scandal with the LAPD. Turns out they were kind of crooked. They were planting evidence on people, murdering people, selling drugs, that kind of shit. I think it might have inspired The Shield. Anyway, uh, the name of that scandal, the famous LAPD police scandal from the 90s, the name of that is also a word that you would come across in the Star-Spangled Banner. Now, in the Star-Spangled Banner, the word is used in the plural. In the name of the scandal, the word is singular. What was the name of that police scandal? Question number three, question number three, during the George W. Bush administration, someone was famously sent to federal prison for selling drug paraphernalia. Afterwards, this person wrote a book that was subtitled Meditations from the Joint. Who was that? For a point of extra credit, like I said, Meditations from the Joint is the subtitle of this book. For a point of extra credit, give me the full title of the book. So for the point, Meditations from the Joint, that is the name of a memoir by someone who was famously sent to federal prison under the George W. Bush administration over drug paraphernalia. Name the person who wrote the book, and for a point of extra credit, give me the full title of that book. Question number four. Question number four. The Battle of Gallipoli. The Battle of Gallipoli was a, actually, it's technically, I believe, called the Gallipoli Campaign. But let's not nitpick, shall we? The Battle of Gallipoli was a famous battle or campaign in what war? For a point of extra credit, in what modern-day country did that battle-slash-campaign take place? So for the point, tell me which war saw the Battle of Gallipoli or the Gallipoli campaign. And for a point of extra credit, in what modern-day country did that take place? 
Question number five. Question number five is about doping and the Olympics. They go hand in hand. It turns out that the first Olympic athlete to be disqualified from the Games for doping uh, happened relatively recently in the history of the Games. Then again, the Games are old as shit. Anyway, the very first time that an Olympic athlete was disqualified from the Games for doping, what was the dopant? What substance was involved? Was it A, methamphetamines? B, strychnine? C, antipsychotics? Or D, ethanol? As in booze? So, for real, the first time that an athlete was ever disqualified from an Olympic game for doping, what was the substance involved? Was it A, methamphetamines, B, strychnine, C, antipsychotics, or D, ethanol, a.k.a. booze? Question number six is about something very near and dear to my heart. It is a high-end chocolatier. Yes, that is right. This question is about a company that makes chocolate. Good chocolate. Uh, what high-end chocolatier shares a name with a famous woman from Coventry, England? For a point of extra credit, what high-end chocolatier shares a name with a king of Sparta? So one more time for the point, tell me the name of the high-end chocolatier that shares a name with a famous woman from Coventry, England. For a point of extra credit, give me the name of the high-end chocolatier that shares a name with a Spartan king. Question number seven. Question number seven. Uh, there's someone named Timothy Brown. Timothy Brown, in 2006, became the first patient ever to be cured of what? In 2006, Timothy Brown became the first patient ever to be cured of what? Question number eight. Question number eight. Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer is a big movie star, but he also did grace the small screen. In 2008, there was a short-lived TV show. It was a remake of an older television show. And the thing is, Val Kilmer didn't actually grace the small screen. You heard his voice, but you didn't see his face. What was the name of that TV show? It had the same name as the original TV show. What was it? So one more time, question number eight. Big movie stars on TV. Val Kilmer was one of the stars of a 2008 TV show. It was a remake of an older TV show. The thing is, while you heard Val Kilmer's voice, you didn't see his face. What was the name of the TV show? Question number nine. Question number nine is about a TV star on the big screen. It's a reverse. So there is a TV actor. This person is, when I say TV actor, probably best recognized for one role that he or she had on a TV show. But this actor has also been in 
all of Pixar's major motion pictures and is said to be Pixar's good luck charm. Either name the TV character or name the actor and you get the point. If you can name both the actor and the character he or she played, you get a point of extra credit. One more time, there is an actor most famous for playing a television role. This actor has been in all of Pixar's feature films and is sometimes referred to as Pixar's good luck charm. Either name the actor or name the character for which that actor is most famous and you get the point. If you can name both the actor and the character, you get a point of extra credit. And question number 10, there's a pop icon. This is a pop musician who is relatively famous right now. What pop icon born Elizabeth Woolridge Grant has been described as a gangsta Nancy Sinatra? What pop star born Elizabeth Woolridge Grant has been described as a gangsta Nancy Sinatra, who is that? All right, let's go through all of these questions one last time. Round number one, question number one. There is a compound word that is the name of a mechanical fastener. It's also a slang word that means a political extremist and often has religious and conservative overtones. What compound word is that? Question number two. What word that is used plurally in the national anthem is also singularly the name of a late 90s LAPD scandal? Question number three, Meditations from the Joint. That was the name of a memoir by someone who was famously sent to prison during the George W. Bush administration for drug paraphernalia. What is the name of the author? For a point of extra credit, give me the full name of the book. Question number four, the Battle of Gallipoli. The Battle of Gallipoli, or the Gallipoli Campaign, was a famous part of which war? For a point of extra credit, in which modern-day country did the Gallipoli Campaign take place? Question number five, doping and the Olympics. Tell me, when the first athlete was disqualified from games for, you know, doping, what was the dopant involved? What substance? Was it A, methamphetamines, B, strychnine? C, antipsychotics, or D, ethanol, as in alcohol or booze. Question number six, what high-end chocolatier shares a name with a famous woman from Coventry, England? For a point of extra credit, which high-end chocolatier shares a name with a king of Sparta? Question number seven, in 2006, Timothy Brown became the first patient to be cured of what? Question number eight, Val Kilmer. He has graced the silver screen many times. He also was the star of a 2008 TV show. It was a remake of an older TV show. But here's the thing. Val Kilmer didn't appear on screen. You only heard his voice. What was the name of that TV show? It's the same as the original TV show. What's the name? Question number nine. Uh, there's a TV actor, famous, most famous for a role on television, who has also been in every single one of Pixar's films. This actor is considered Pixar's good luck charm. Who is it? Either name the actor or name the character. This actor is most famous for playing on TV. If you can name both the actor and the TV character, you get a point of extra credit. And question number 10, born Elizabeth Woolridge Grant. What pop star has been described as 
Gangsta Nancy Sinatra. I think I just found my rap name. All right, that's it for round number one. Uh, remember, if you're feeling pretty confident about your answers, you might want to consider jokering. When you joker around, all of the regular points that you got right, they double in value. So if you got seven of these questions right and you joker, that'll turn into 14 points. If you got eight right, that'll turn into 16 points. You get it? Yeah, you got it. But also, remember, you only get to joker one of your three rounds. So if you use it on round number one, you don't get to use it on round number two and or round number three. Okay, so... I feel confident that you know what you are doing, so I'm going to leave you be for a bit. If you don't want to hear the answers to round number one, press pause. And unpause the answers to round number one. Round number one, question number one. Round one, question number one. Great question. Uh, what compound word is the name of a mechanical fastener and also a slang term? That means a political extremist, often with religious and conservative overtones. That would be a wingnut. Wingnut. Yep. Wingnut. Question number two. The word that is plurally used in the national anthem and singularly is the name of a late 90s LAPD scandal. What is it? That is the Rampart or Rampart scandal. I think it's actually pronounced Rampart. Rampart or Rampart scandal. Question number three, Meditations from the Joint. Get it? Joint? It's a book by Tommy Chong. Tommy Chong was sent to prison by the man, or one specific man, who is a prick and shall go unnamed. And for a point of extra credit, the full title of that book is the I Chong, or the E Chong, Meditations from the Joint. So, E Chong for a point of extra credit, and Tommy Chong for the point. Question number four, the Battle of Gallipoli. That was a famous campaign during World War One. World War One, And it sounds like it should be in Italy, but it's not. It was in Turkey. Turkey, for a point of extra credit. Question number five, doping. The first Olympic athlete to be disqualified for doping at an Olympic game. What was the substance involved? Well, this is kind of a trick question because all four of these substances really have resulted in an Olympian being disqualified. Uh, but only one of them was first. Which one was the first? Well, I'll tell you what, it's not strychnine. There was a volleyball player named Wu Dan who was disqualified for using strychnine in 1992. Don't ask me why. It's also not A. Um, methamphetamines really have been used. In um, 2002, an athlete was disqualified. However, upon appeal, it turns out the methamphetamine was from American cold medicine. And I got to get me some of that American cold medicine. Also, uh, in 2004, a horse named Waterford Crystal was found to have detectable limits of antipsychotics in its blood. So its jockey was disqualified. But the very first one in 1968, Hans Gunnar Liljenwall, he's a pentathlete. He had to do some shooting. So he chugged two beers to steady his hands, and he was disqualified for consuming ethanol, a.k.a. booze, the good stuff, a yummy juice. You know what I mean. D. Question number six. The brand of chocolate, a high-end chocolatier that shares a name with a famous woman from Coventry, England. That woman is a lady. She's Lady Godiva. Godiva, like the chocolate. For a point of extra credit, even if you hadn't heard of this chocolatier, seriously, who is the only Spartan king anybody really cares about? It's Leonidas. Leonidas, for a point of extra credit. 
Question number seven. In 2006, also, holy shit alert, in 2006, Timothy Brown became the first patient ever to be cured of AIDS. Yeah, like cured of HIV or AIDS in 2006. And it's just making its way to me now. There's something wrong with this picture. But yeah, AIDS, HIV, bam. Question number eight. Val Kilmer provided the voice of Kit. They remade Knight Rider. Very shittily, Knight Rider. And question number nine, the TV actor who is most famous for a TV role but has appeared in all of Pixar's feature films. That is John Ratzenberger. John Ratzenberger, who played Cliff Clavin on Cheers. So if you put down either John Ratzenberger or Cliff Clavin, you got a point. If you put down both, you've got a point of extra credit. And question number 10, born Elizabeth Woolridge Grant. Sometimes she goes by Lizzie Grant, but it is Lana Del Rey. Lana Del Rey has been described as a gangsta Nancy Sinatra. As if Nancy Sinatra wasn't gangsta already. Kah. So that's it for round number one. Tally up your scores. Remember, if you jokered that round, all of your regular points double. Your bonus points don't double. And if you did not joker round number one, you get to use it on round number two or on round number three. So let's continue and see what shit falls where. All right, round number two. Question number one. Round two, question number one. Suppose none of the U.S. presidents have ever died. What if they all stayed alive? That would be kind of crazy. But anyway, let's suppose they all were still alive to this day. Which president would be the oldest? Or which president would be the second oldest? Basically, if you rank the presidents by their date of birth, name the first oldest or the second oldest, and you get the point. If you can name both in the correct order, you get a point of extra credit. So, the oldest two presidents, if they were all still alive, most of them will be old as shit, two of them will be super old as shit. Which two? If you can name one of them, you get a point, and if you can name both in the correct order, you get a point of extra credit. Question number two, question number two, the notorious B.I.G., a.k.a. Biggie Smalls, a.k.a. Christopher Wallace, uh, when was he shot and killed? What year was that? What year was the notorious B.I.G. shot and killed? If you get it within a year, either way, you get the point. If you get it on the nose, you get a point of extra credit. So tell me, in what year was the notorious B.I.G. shot and killed? Get it within a year, either way, for the point, and get it on the nose, and you get a point of extra credit. Question number three, the answer to question number three is going to be an initialism. An initialism is like an acronym, but you say the letters out loud, like notorious B-I-G, right? That's an initialism. So what initialism is the nickname of both a culinary school in Hyde Park, New York, and a government organization based out of Virginia? What initialism, like notorious B-I-G, is the nickname of both a college, a culinary college in Hyde Park, New York, and a government organization based out of Virginia. What initialism is the answer that I'm looking for? Question number four, question number four. What is the name of the character played by Joshua Jackson 
on the TV show Dawson's Creek. What is the name of the character that Joshua Jackson played? If you give me just the character's first name, you get the point. And if you give me the character's full name, first and last, you get a point of extra credit. Joshua Jackson, that actor, starred on the TV show Dawson's Creek. Tell me what is the name of the character he starred as. If you give me just the character's first name, you get the point. If you can give me the character's first and last name, you get a point of extra credit. Question number five. Question number five. Semitic languages. It's like a whole family of languages. The Semitic languages. Tell me what are the two most spoken Semitic languages. If you get just one of them, you get a point. And if you can name both, you get a point of extra credit. Of all of the Semitic languages, two of them are the most popular in terms of number of speakers. If you can name either the number one or the number two, you get a point. And if you can name both number one and number two, you get a point of extra credit. Question number six. Question number six. There is a book that is on the book lists. It's like on the best-selling book lists. It's by somebody named Edward Klein. And the name of the book is The Amateur. Who is the book about? So the author Edward Klein has a book on the bestseller list right now. The book is called The Amateur. Who is the book about? Question number seven. Question number seven. There is this horse by the name of Shadow Facts. Shadow Facts. That's shadow like the shadow knows and facts like a fax machine but it's one word shadow facts uh shadow facts who is the only person who could ride the horse named shadow facts who is the only person able to ride the horse shadow facts who is that Question number eight. Question number eight. Here it is. It's a chemistry question. Yeah, take that. Uh, in chemistry, there is a procedure known as the flame test. That's flame, like a flamethrower or the human torch. Flame. The flame test is a procedure most often used to detect what class of substances. For a point of extra credit, there is another procedure known as the glowing splint test. What substance is that designed to test for? The flame test. That is a chemistry procedure. It's most often used to detect what class of substances. For a point of extra credit, the glowing splint test is a test designed to test for what specific substance? Question number nine. Question number nine. In the Stanley Kubrick film, 2001, A Space Odyssey, the uh, crazy robot Hal, yeah, that's fair enough, the robot who goes crazy, named Hal, is trying to kill an astronaut but isn't successful. What is the name of the astronaut that Hal unsuccessfully tries to kill in 2001, A Space Odyssey? If you give me the astronaut's first name, you get the point, and if you can give me the astronaut's first and last name, you get a point of extra credit. So in the film 
2001 A Space Odyssey, what is the name of the astronaut that Hal, the robot on the verge of a nervous breakdown, unsuccessfully tries to kill? If you can give me the astronaut's full name, you get a point of extra credit. And question number 10, in Major League Baseball, uh, there is a player who is nicknamed Nuxy. That's like a diminutive form of the word knuckle, like on your hand. Nicknamed Nuxy. Who is the only Major League Baseball pitcher to strike out five batters in one Major League Baseball inning? Nicknamed Nuxy. Who is the only pitcher to strike out five, count them, five batters in one Major League Baseball inning? All right, let's go through all of these questions one last time, and then we're done with it. Well, the round. Round number two, question number one. All of the presidents, if they were still alive today, who would be the oldest or the second oldest? Name either the oldest or the second oldest, and you get the point. If you can name oldest and second oldest, and you put them in the correct order, you'll get a point of extra credit. Question number two, the notorious B.I.G., what year was he shot? Get it within a year either way for the point. Get it on the nose for a point of extra credit. Question number three, there is a culinary college in Hyde Park, New York, and there is a government organization based out of Virginia. Both of them share the same nickname, which is an initialism, like the notorious B.I.G. What is the name that those two things share? Question number four. What's the name of Joshua Jackson's character from Dawson's Creek? Get just the first name, you get the point. Get the first name and the last name, and you get a point of extra credit. Question number five. What's the most spoken Semitic language in the world? Or what's the second most spoken Semitic language in the world? Name either one for the point. Name both of them, and you get a point of extra credit. Question number six. Edward Klein's best-selling book, The Amateur, is about whom? Question number seven. The horse Shadowfax. Only one person could ride Shadowfax. Who? Question number eight. The flame test is a procedure in chemistry that is most often used to detect what class of substances. For a point of extra credit, the glowing splint test is specifically designed to test for what substance? Question number nine. In the 2001 A Space Odyssey film, the mentally ill computer named Hal takes out his aggression by killing astronauts. There's one astronaut, spoiler alert, that he can't kill. It's the guy who falls into the stars and shit. What is that astronaut's name? If you can give me the astronaut's full name, first and last, you get a point of extra credit. And question number 10, nicknamed Nuxie, who is the only pitcher to strike out five different batters in one single Major League Baseball inning? Who is that? All right, so I think you know the deal by now, right? This is like when I'm running behind you, holding onto your bike seat, and then I let go and you don't know. Or no, even better, it's like when we're walking together on the beach, but there's only one set of footprints, because I'm carrying you. Uh, if you want some time alone to think about these answers, and you don't want to hear me keep talking, I suggest that you press pause. And unpause, the answers to round number two, our second round. Holy shit. Round number two, question number one. Of all the presidents, if they were still alive today, who would be the oldest person who was also president? It's George Washington. George Washington is the oldest dude. In fact, for the first, like, eight or so elections, they always pick the oldest dude. Because old-ass America, besides being racist, 
was also ageist. And uh, so the second oldest president would be John Adams. So if you put down either John Adams or George Washington, give yourself a point. If you put down that John Adams would be second oldest and George Washington would be the oldest, you get a point of extra credit. Question number two, the notorious B.I.G. When was he shot and killed? He was shot and killed in the year 1997. 1997. So if you put down 96 or 97 or 98, give yourself the point. And if you put down 97, you also get a point of extra credit. Question number three, the Culinary College in Hyde Park, New York, and the government organization that is headquartered in Virginia. They're both the CIA, the Culinary Institute of America, and the Central Intelligence Agency. But you know what? Pastry chefs can spy, too. Question number, f uh, question number four, Joshua Jackson's character in Dawson's Creek, he was Pacey, Pacey, the putty face, Pacey, and Pacey's full name is Pacey Witter, Witter, W-I-T-T-E-R, Pacey Witter. You didn't have to spell it right, but that's the kind of guy I am. Question number five, the two most spoken Semitic languages. Hebrew is not one of them. Hebrew is a Semitic language, but it does not have very many speakers. I think it's like uh, 11 million or so, and it's not Yiddish. Yiddish is a Germanic language, like English. So you're looking at Arabic. Arabic has more than 200 million native speakers. I'm not even including the secondary speakers for that one. More than 200 million speakers. And the second most popular, with 27 million speakers, you've got Amharic. Amharic, the national language of Ethiopia. So if you put down either Arabic or Amharic, you got a point. If you put down both, you get a point of extra credit. Question number six, Edward Klein's bestseller, The Amateur. Who's it about? It's apparently a hatchet job about Barack Obama, President of the United States, Barack Obama. Question number seven, the horse Shadow Facts only let one person ride him because he was the lord of all horses and could pull that kind of shit. The person who he let ride him was Gandalf. Gandalf. You could have put Gandalf the Grey or Gandalf the White. That's okay, as long as you put down Gandalf. Question number eight, the flame test is a chemistry procedure that's most often used to detect the presence of metals or metallic salts or ionic salts. Any one of them is good, right? If you put copper in the fire, it turns blue. God damn it. That's how the Egyptians pretended they had magic. And for a point of extra credit, the glowing splint test. That is, uh, so what you do is you light a little splint of wood on fire, you blow it out, and then you stick it into a chamber and if the splint immediately bursts back into flame, you know that there is a lot of oxygen in that container. Oxygen. So if you put down metals or metallic salts or ionic salts, give yourself the point. And if you put that and then also put down oxygen, give yourself a point of extra credit. Question number nine in the film 2001, A Space Odyssey, how the murderous computer is trying to kill an astronaut, but he doesn't do such a good job. The astronaut instead falls into stars, turns into an old man, and dies in a very confusing way. That astronaut's name is Dave, or David, and for a point of extra credit, his name, his name was David Bowman. David Bowman, really. David Bowman, not David Bowie. I'm beginning to think that they might have actually sent David Bowie to space. It's all a cover-up. Question number 10, nicknamed Nuxy who is the only pitcher to have struck out five different batters in one Major League Baseball inning. Yes, he's known for his wild pitching. That's why they nicknamed him Nuxy. It's Phil Necro. Phil Necro. There you go. So that's it for round number two.
Check out how you did tally up your scores. Remember, if you jokered that round, only your regular points double. Your bonus points do not. And if you did not joker round one or round two, round number three is going to joker for you, even if you forget to do it. It's not like an opportunity that you can lose. But here's the deal. Don't forget to do it. It makes things easier for everybody. All right. So let's finish up our game with round number three, shall we? I think we shall. Round number three, question number one. There is a phrase... That was popularized by Lewis Carroll, you know, the author, Lewis Carroll. It refers to the odd behavior of animals in the genus Lepus. That's L-E-P, like Peter, U-S. They act really weird during their mating season, which is in late winter, early spring. What phrase is that? So it's a phrase that was popularized by Lewis Carroll, and it refers to the odd behavior of animals in the genus Lepus during their mating season, which goes from late winter to early spring. What phrase is that? Question number two. Question number two, Ragnarok. Ragnarok, that's R-A-G, like Gary, N, like Nancy, A-R-O-K. Ragnarok. That is the name of the end times in what culture's mythology? Ragnarok. That is the name for the end of days in which culture's mythology? Question number three. Question number three. The Plame Affair. Funny story. There was an undercover CIA operative who was outed that's the punchline. Anyway, the Plame Affair, you remember that. Um, there was one person who was found to have lied and was convicted of perjury, went to jail in that investigation. There's also someone who never lied and admitted freely, yeah, I think I'm the one who first leaked her identity. Either name the person who told the truth and actually first leaked Valerie Plame's secret identity, or name the person who lied and was convicted of perjury. If you name both members of the Bush administration, you get a point of extra credit. So in the Plame Affair, either tell me who was indicted and found guilty of perjury, or tell me who told the truth and actually probably first leaked Plame's identity. If you can name either one of those Bush administration officials, you get a point. If you can name both of them, you get a point of extra credit. Question number four, question number four. In the TV show, The Dukes of Hazard, Dukes of Hazard, what was the name of the Duke boys' car? Them Duke boys, they had a car that would do stunts. They climbed in its windows, and my parents always yelled at me when I tried to do the same. What was the name of the Duke boys' car? Question number five. Question number five. There is a word, rictus. Rictus. R-I-C, like Charlie. T, like Thomas. U-S. Rictus. When used properly, the word rictus ref uh, refers specifically to what part of the body? And please be as specific as you can. The word rictus, when used properly, refers to what specific part of the body?
question six. Question number six, there is a gerund or a gerundive. That's one of those, it looks like a participle verb, but it also behaves kind of like a noun, like um, eating. I love eating. You know, uh, what gerundive, it does end with ing, is a baseball term. It's also the name for a type of decoration that was very, very, very popular during the Queen's Jubilee. What is that? So it is a popular form of decoration for the Queen's Jubilee, and it's also a gerund or gerundive that you might hear during a game of baseball. What is it? Question number seven. Question number seven. I'm going to read you five films. You've got Bowfinger. Bowfinger. That is the Steve Martin, Eddie Murphy, so-so film. Bowfinger. What about Bob? That is, of course, the Richard Dreyfus Bill Murray vehicle. What about Bob? Little Shop of Horrors. And I'm talking about the newer musical version, not the old black and white version, but the musical version, Little Shop of Horrors. The Stepford Wives. And again, that is the remake of The Stepford Wives. Not the original, but the remake, The Stepford Wives. And finally, The Dark Crystal. It's scary. That's all I'm going to say. Who directed all five of those films? Bowfinger. What about Bob? Little Shop of Horrors, The Stepford Wives, and The Dark Crystal. Who directed all of them? Question number eight. Question number eight. There is this great classic song, Groovin'. It's the one that goes, Groovin', blah, 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 blah. Um, the parts that I didn't say there, they mention a very specific portion of a specific day. Name the day of the week for the point, and name the day of the week and the part of that day for a point of extra credit. So the song Groovin' by the Young Rascals. It's the one that goes, Groovin', blah, 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 blah. Ah, that one. Um, in that song, they repeatedly mention a very specific time. It's a day of the week and a portion of that day. Tell me the day of the week, and you get the point. If you can also tell me the time of that day, you get a point of extra credit. Question number nine. Question number nine. Suppose you have a horse. It's a male horse. It's an uncastrated male horse. And it's under the age of four. What is the term for that type of horse? So what's the term for an uncastrated male horse, usually one under the age of four? What term is that? And question number 10, round number three, question number 10. Helen Fielding, the author Helen Fielding, wrote a 1996 novel that pretended to be a first-person written account of the title character. What is the name of Helen Fielding's 1996 novel? So again, it was written in 1996 by the author Helen Fielding. And while the book is actually a work of fiction, it pretends to be a written first-person account of the book's main character. What's the name of that book?
All right, let's go through all of these questions, these exquisitely wrought questions. One last time, round number three, question number one. There is a phrase popularized by Lewis Carroll that refers to the odd behavior of animals in the genus Lepus during their late winter, early spring mating season. What phrase is that? Question number two, Ragnarok is the name given to the end times in what culture's mythology? Question number three, the Plame Affair, when Bush administration officials leaked the identity of an undercover CIA operative. One person lied to investigators and was indicted and convicted of perjury. One person told the truth and said, no, I think I leaked it first, and so nothing bad happened. Either tell me the person who committed perjury and was indicted and convicted, or tell me the name of the person who first did the leaking. If you can name either one of them, you get the point. If you can name both of them, you get a point of extra credit. Question number four. The Dukes of Hazard. What was the name of the car owned by the Duke boys? It was like their main car on the Dukes of Hazard. Question number five. Rictus. Properly used, the word rictus applies to what specific part of the body? Question number six. There is a gerund or gerundive that you might hear during a baseball game. It's also the name for decorations very popular for the Queen's Jubilee. What is that? Question number seven. Bowfinger. What about Bob? Little Shop of Horrors. The Stepford Wives. And The Dark Crystal. They were all directed by the same person who directed all of those films. Question number eight. Grooven by the Young Rascals. Or just the Rascals. Uh, they say that they are grooven at a very specific time of the week. Name the day and you get the point. Name the day and the time of that day and you get a point of extra credit. Question number nine. An uncastrated male horse, especially one under the age of four, what is the term for that? And question number 10, Helen Fielding wrote a 1996 novel that pretends to be the first person written account of the title character. What is the name of that book? All right. So this is where I just have to let you go. And remember that if I love something, I have to set it free. And if it comes back, it's probably for the answers. In other words, if you don't want to hear the answers yet, it's okay. I'll still be here. This is like a trust fall. And press pause. See, I caught you. Unpause. Round number three. Question number one. The phrase popularized by the late Lewis Carroll that refers to the odd behavior of animals in the genus Lepus. Lepus is like rabbits, among others. Um, and it refers to the odd behavior during their late winter, early spring mating season. That would be during March, and the phrase is March Hare, or specifically mad as a March Hare, but just March Hare did okay too. Question number two, Ragnarok is the name of the end times in Norse mythology, or Viking, if you put down the Vikings, that's cool. If you put down Thor, you're pushing it. Question number three, the Plame Affair. Uh, Scooter Libby, Lewis Scooter Libby, was indicted and convicted of perjury. He went to jail. Ha-ha! And the person who told the truth and said, no, I'm the first one who leaked the identity of a secret agent and maybe fucked over a lot of our sources overseas, that was Richard Armitage. So if you put down just Scooter Libby or Richard Armitage, you get the point. And if you put down both, you get a point of extra credit. Question number three. Question number four, the car in the Dukes of Hazard. That was the General Lee. Yes, the General Lee. When people said the South would rise again, they were right. Unfortunately, they didn't specify that it was going to be on a kitschy shit show.
Question number five. Rictus, used properly, that word is a reference to the mouth. The mouth, like a rictus, is a crazy grin or a gaping mouth. Question number six. The baseball gerund or gerundive, that is also the name for decorations, very popular during Her Majesty's recent jubilee. It's bunting, bunting. Question number seven. Bowfinger, what about Bob? Little Shop of Horrors, The Stepford Wives, and The Dark Crystal, they were all directed not by Jim Henson, but instead by Frank Oz. Frank Oz. Question number eight. Groovin' by the Young Rascals. Here's what they say. They go, Groovin' on a Sunday afternoon. Ah. So if you put down Sunday, you get a point. And if you put down Sunday afternoon, you get a point of extra credit. Question number nine. An uncastrated male horse, usually one that is under the age of four. That is a cult. Cult. And question number ten. Helen Fielding wrote a 1996 novel. Although it's a work of fiction, it pretends to be nonfiction. It pretends to be a diary written by the main character, Bridget Jones. The book is Bridget Jones's Diary. Bridget Jones's Diary. They must have made a scat porn version of that, right? Anyway, uh, tally up your scores. See how you did. If you didn't do well, cover up your ears for just a second. Well done. Okay, now we're back. Uh, wait, what's that you say? Maybe we have a tie? You're right. So we're going to do a tiebreaker, and this is the way that tiebreaker questions work. I'm going to ask a question that has a numerical answer, right? And then you'll have at least 30 seconds to answer it. And whatever team puts down a number that is closest to the correct answer will win the game. Very simple. You can go high or low. It does not matter. However, in the event that one team is over by a certain amount, and the other team is under by that same exact amount in that very special situation. Showcase showdown rules will kick in, and the game will go to the lesser guess, all right? So you can go high or low. It doesn't matter. You'll still win. But in the event that there is a tie, and one team is over, and the other team is under, both by the same amount, then the under guess will take the cake. You got it? Good. All right. So the question is Chad Ochocinco. Chad Ocho Cinco. His last name is supposed to be like 85, but it's not. That's also not how old he is. Tell me, when was Chad Ocho Cinco born? What is his date of birth? All right. So, like I said, you'll have at least 30 seconds. For those of you who are not all in a tiebreaker and shit, uh, let's say our farewells. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. If you didn't, let me know. Or if you did, let me know. Whatever. We can chew the fat. The email address is three-way-quizzo. That's the number three, or the numeral, three, right? Like the symbol, three, W-A-Y-Q-U-I-Z-Z-O at gmail.com. And also, if you want an opportunity to play one of our live shows, shoot me an email, especially if you are in the Philadelphia area. It works better that way. But uh, you don't have to, because there's this great thing called the Internet and Skype. Also, thank you to Steve at New Music Transmission for his intros. Steve, I love them. Thank you. And finally, remember, no matter what they say or do, you're still a good person. So, all right, I think that's it. Uh, let's reveal the answer to our tiebreaker and then call this done. The correct answer, Chad Ochocinco. His date of birth is January the 9th, 
1978. 1978. So he is 34 years old, which would be Tres Cuatro. All right. So that really is it for the game. Thank you for listening all the way through. That's great. And I appreciate it. Um, I will talk to you guys next week. Later.